If the Arizona State Sun Devils plan to get better by the end of this season, they're going to need to work on some things. And Sean Aguano needs to do these three things better moving forward. Let's talk about them right now in this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Heyo, and welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you for making the podcast your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, which includes YouTube if you want to see my beautiful face and the dog toy sitting in the background. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and also turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we put out new content, which is Monday through Friday. To stay in touch with all that content, make sure that you follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. And you can follow the podcast while there as well, at LO underscore Sunables. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Looking at what I want to talk to you guys about today. There are, there, there's plenty of positives to take from... Sean Aguano's first outing as the head as the interim head coach for the Arizona State Sun Devils. There truly are. I know yesterday I was pretty negative Nancy about them, and quite honestly, I have every right to be there. It, it was a straight up butt kicking that they had to endure. But it, and this was more prevalent in the post game conference than anything else. These guys seriously are buying in to what Sean Aguano is putting out. They are, they're picking it up. They feel good. And it definitely feels like they want to get better and they want to prove people wrong. Obviously a 34 to 13 loss is not necessarily the best way to come out and say, you shouldn't sleep on us, nor will the blowout that's going to happen this weekend in LA and nor will the likely beat down that the team will have to face in Tempe when Washington comes down will help at all. The good news is they definitely appear to be a team that is not lacking confidence. That's something I want to talk about towards the end of this podcast though. So we'll get there. But first I want to talk to you guys about, you know, three things. We're going to break it up one for each second. First thing you need to find an offensive identity with this team for whatever reason, despite knowing what your strengths and what your weaknesses are, it feels like, this Arizona State Sun Devils team just does not know what they want to do. They obviously want to run the football. But here's the thing. They have 129 rushing attempts through four games. So, you know, what's that end up being? Like 32, 30. Yeah, like like 32 carries a game, a little more than that. That's That's a very nice, healthy average. It should be more. And part of that is a little, like, down because of last week but therein lies the problem is while you've run it 129 times you've also thrown it 110 times with not the best success you're completing exactly 60 percent of your passes you have 818 passing yards which again is fine but it's not great in four games you're averaging just over 200 yards a game 
you only have three touchdown passes in four games and you have two interceptions. And again, they both came last week, but you still have not shown enough consistency in the passing department to justify a balanced offense. Is it ideal? No, of course it's not ideal. You absolutely want a balanced offense. You want to be able to throw the ball when you have to throw the ball, and you want to be able to run the ball when you're trying to establish a rhythm or close out games. You need to be able to do both. You start losing, I want to be confident knowing you can throw the ball down the field. You're winning, I want to be confident knowing that you can grind the clock out with your run game. That's not the case for Arizona State this year, okay? As a famous Richie Bradshaw has said, call a spade a spade. It's just the way it is, right? So accept it, especially at this point. You're going into week five, your your fifth game of the year. This will be your third ranked opponent you play. This is your second Pac-12 opponent that is ranked out of two. Just commit to an identity. Your identity should be a power run team. I'm not saying be Army. I'm not saying be Navy. I'm not saying be Air Force and pass it twice a game and run at 60. But it definitely feels like it needs to be more of a 60-40 split. Maybe even a 70-30 split. If Emory Jones came out and threw not even 20 passes in a game and we found a way to just run the heck out of the football, I'd be happy. Look back at the NAU game. Emory Jones threw the ball just 18 times. But you know what? He looked really good in that game. He completed 72% of his passes. He was averaging probably about like high eight yards or eh, like low eight yards per attempt. Uh, I, I just don't want to sit here and pull out a calculator, uh, but he, he was a very efficient passer. Didn't get in the end zone as a passer, but it still felt like this was a confident guy with his arm. And a big, big reason for that is because of the load that they gave the rest of the running backs. I mean, Valaday obviously has been a huge factor in Arizona State's offense, and I would like to see them continue to do so. But they ran the ball 49 times in that game. One of those was a sack. So 48 times, you had pff, close to 300 yards. I mean, that's that's really, really good. That's what you should be trying to do every game. Not every team's NAU. I also understand that. I'm not trying to make that point. The point I'm trying to make is that this is when you clicked the best. Your next week against uh, Oklahoma State, you struggled to put points up on the board, and you still were able to run the ball very effectively. You ran the ball 37 times, turned it into 131 yards. You threw the ball 24 times, and it wasn't as effective as the first week. And again, 24 pass attempts isn't that much, but again, smaller sample size was better. Eastern Michigan, you got down in that game. What happened? You, you forced Emory Jones to throw Threw it 32 times. He only ran at 23. And then this past week that we just went over, you threw the ball, uh, how many times? You threw the ball 36 times and only ran at 20. Here's the common denominator. Those first two games, you were confident in this team. You were. You were very happy with what you got to see it against NAU. And you took moral victories against Oklahoma State and said, look, this run offense is really good. And the defense showed flashes. So there's definitely things to like from those first two weeks. The last two weeks, completely different story. They have abandoned their strength of running the football. They just look like a shell of their former selves. And that's in spite of the fact that uh, X Valaday 
still at a hundred yard and touchdown game against Eastern Michigan, because beyond his 16 carries, you only ran it seven times. And Emory was sacked at least once in that game. This past week, you only gave X the ball eight times and you gave Nagata the ball once. Emory Jones had 11 carries and five of them were sacks. So you had 14 carries in that game. It's not a, it's not a wonder you lost. In the game against uh, Eastern Michigan, you, you essentially ran the ball just over 20 times. It is not a wonder why you lost. Yes, the defense fell apart in both those games. But that's my point. You abandoned your strength because you felt you needed to. You felt, you know what, we got to pass the ball now. Are you right? To a certain extent. Yeah, that typically is the way you need to handle it. However, right now this team is just not built to do that. It is what it is. So they need to just commit to an identity. That identity should be power run football. It can't be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It can't be a 50-50 split one week and then a 70-30 split of passing the next week. If it's 70-30 rushing, turns out you run the ball good. So that's fine. But you cannot continue to put this run game on the back burner. If you want to win football games moving forward, do what you're good at. Really simple. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Let's go ahead and hop into that first break now. When we return, we're going to go ahead and pick it up where we left off. This time, I got something to say on the defensive side of the ball. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. So, you know, all of us. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. I go to the gas pump with my truck and have to put in $100 in the tank and I'm getting money back because I'm using Upside to help me out. To get started, download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED and get yourself $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Look at the check-in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison, to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED and subscribing to Upside. What do I always say, guys? This podcast is free and available on all platforms. Second thing I want to talk about, flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. Consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. I cannot go from seeing you slug it out with Oklahoma State and give up 34 points because the offense just left you out to dry and then go and watch you play Utah and get run over passing game and in the running game you have an interception in every game this year you have five interceptions on the year outstanding you are forcing turnovers that's great that is a great start you obviously want to keep that going there's another very important factor that's missing here and that's sacks you have two on the whole year 
and they both came last week against Eastern Michigan. Yeah, you didn't get a sack against Oklahoma State. You can get a sack against Utah. You didn't even get one against NAU, guys. Like, that's not ideal. I'm not saying you should have 30 sacks by now. You should probably be able to times that number by three or four and be up in that six to eight, hopefully 10 sack range if you take advantage of the bad opponents. That's not the case. And that factors into your consistency. When you are not able to rush the passer, it is going to be a lot harder on your secondary to continue holding coverage for the extra three, four, God forbid, five or six seconds that the pass rush is giving the quarterback because they can't get there. That kind of consistency needs to improve. You need to figure out what went right for you against Eastern Michigan and start implementing that moving forward. There is pressure. This team is doing a really good job getting tackles in the backfield as well. Like, I am more than aware that this team is capable of doing this. I'm not stupid. They're not stupid. They know what they can do. They need to actually implement it now. You're you're right there. You got to finish these plays. Okay? Sacks aren't everything. I get that. I am one of the biggest uh, believers of that. However, sometimes you really need them. And in a case like this year, you really need sacks. So you need sacks. That'll help the defensive consistency out. If Iguano is able to get into Donnie Henderson's head and, you know, just kind of tell him like, hey, man, some things work, some things don't. We're going into our fifth game of the year. You need to take what doesn't work and throw it away. And you need to take what does work and uh, use and abuse it more. Whatever that is. You just you need more consistency on the defense. You can't have these games where you look great and then you look terrible. And it has nothing to do with level of competition because you looked really good against Oklahoma State and you looked awful against Eastern Michigan. It, it has nothing to do with level of competition. You cannot be a good-looking defense against the number 11 team in the country on the road and then look like a speed bump that's an inch off the ground in your home stadium against Eastern Michigan. It just, you can't do that and expect to win football games. Look what just happened to you against Utah. That's what that's what you were on pace to do the rest of the year. Right now, this went from looking like a deceptively strong defense to what could be one of the worst defenses I have seen as an Arizona State fan. This is just not trending good. And it's in spite of the fact that you have some really solid contributors this year, like Kyle Sully. Fun fact, he's on pace for 153 tackles this year. That's without a bowl game. That is in 12 games. He has 51 tackles in four games this year. By the way, he only had five tackles against NAU. Every other game since then has been double digits. 16 against Oklahoma State. 18 against Eastern Michigan. 12 against Oklahoma. The dude is doing everything he can. He also has two interceptions. Defensive backs have been playing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, Roe Torrance and Tamarcus Davis in their two games have broken up a combined five passes and picked the picked the pass off. Chris Edmonds has looked very good in the back as well. Uh, Corey Bethley, while he hasn't been blowing up the box score necessarily, has still been a rock-solid contributor. Merlin Robertson has been rock-solid. You're getting good performances out of guys. Now, collectively put it together. Why can't you have all these guys playing great at the same time? I don't get it. So you guys are going to have down weeks, right? 
that that's human nature. That's just the name of the game. You're not going to have a great week every week. Aaron Donald is going to have down weeks. Tom Brady is going to have down weeks. So I'm not going to look at these guys and say you need to be perfect every week. However, you need to find a way where it's not just one or two guys that are playing good every week. You need four. You need five guys who are able to step up. Hopefully more than that. You got a lot of guys playing defense right now, man. You got a lot of guys playing defense. There have been injuries galore. The secondary is taking hits. The defensive line is banged up. The only thing that's, you know, been secure is linebacker. And that's because Kyle Soley, Connor, Connor Soley and Merlin Robertson, you know, knock on wood, seem to be made of concrete. They just, they're, they're iron men. They don't have issues. But again, you know, knock on wood, I'm really not trying to test those waters. You just need everyone to be on the same page at the same time. So again, that goes to coaching, that goes to coordination, that goes to communication. The defense needs to be on the same page at all times. When they're doing that, you're playing consistently. And you know what? Maybe you're not an Alabama or a Georgia defense, okay? You don't need to be one of the five best in the country. But you certainly need to be better than the five worst, even if that's meeting halfway. But the way, the only way you're going to be able to do that is by finding a way to get everyone on the same page at the same time and generating better pass rush. You can't control the injuries. You can't control certain other aspects of the game. But you can control the communication and the chemistry these guys should have with each other. They especially should have good communication by now, considering how long they've all been with each other. One more break, and then when we get back, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the final thing I think we need to be focusing on. But first, a quick word from our friends Oler at My Solar Nerd. I am actually really excited to talk to you guys today about My Solar Nerd as someone who lives in Arizona. Guys, if you live in a sunny state like ours, it's very likely that you have had a few people stop by and offering you, quote unquote, free solar. The truth is that many of these companies aren't local. And because of that, they're using misleading tactics and end up overcharging homeowners. If you've considered solar, but something fell off, then you're going to love My Solar Nerd. My Solar Nerd's mission is simple. Help you get the best solar system to fit your needs. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that an educated customer is a happy customer. There's no pressure approach, and they will make sure that they get all your questions answered. They firmly believe that if you live in AZ, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put their industry knowledge to work for you by choosing the best equipment, warranties, and BBB accredited installer. They'll also help you figure out all the credits and incentives you may qualify for, and they'll make sure that your transition to solar is as smooth as possible by managing the entire project for you and keeping you updated all along the way. Our listeners will be getting a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation right now. This promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners. Visit MySolarNerd.com and select Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start your research process by going to MySolarNerd.com today and show Locked On some love by letting them know we sent you. Folks, Going solar doesn't need to be complicated. MySolarNerd.com makes it easy. All right. I think you all know what I'm going to say. 
but I'm going to say it anyway. If you are not subscribed over to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast yet, you need to do that. Stay in touch with everything going on in the Conference of Champions with my good friend and number one friend of the podcast, Spencer McLaughlin, as he dives into detail on all 12 teams in the Pac-12 to keep you updated on your rivals and everything else going on in the Conference of Champions. Plus, I stop on there all the time. Just like Locked On Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. Make it your second listen of the day. No excuses. Final thing I want to see Sean Aguano approve of. And you already see an improvement. Like, pretty significant improvement. Building up team morale and the confidence. This team already feels a lot more confident in itself than it did previously. During the press conference after the game. The kids had just gotten their tails handed to them by Utah, man. 34-13. And, I mean, they were completely picked apart. There were very few positives to take out of that game, which you guys know because that's exactly the problem that I ran into when I was trying to do yesterday's podcast talking about goods and bads kind of thing. But if there was one thing that really, really stood out, this team seems to be regaining its morale and its momentum towards being a confident football team. They have mentioned the four guys we talked to. We talked to Corey Bethley. We talked to Isaiah Johnson. We talked to Emery Jones. And we talked to Nesta Jade Silvera. All four of them glowing reviews about Sean Aguano. So they had the best practices they've had all year said they felt more confident than ever coming into this game. And you know what they said? You know, we didn't execute. We didn't do good enough. But we feel good. Not about the game outcome. We feel good about moving forward. We're going to shock people. Aguano is already rebuilding this team's confidence. That is so huge. Because if he continues to do that, guess what? You're going to outplay some of the teams that overlook you. Right? I'm not saying USC or Washington, but let's say Wazoo comes down or no, you got to go to Pullman. Let's say, let's say you go up to Pullman, right? Wazoo is sitting with a very pretty team right now. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward has been a terrific quarterback for them. They were playing very good football. They were one quarter away from taking down Oregon and just fell apart. Maybe you go up there. And let's say you you only have the one win. Let's say you have not gotten to that point where you had another win going into the game up in Pullman, Washington. Wazoo might overlook you. And then guess what? You catch them while they're sleeping. And you get a huge win. Maybe at the end of the year, U of A sits there and they're like, man, we actually outplayed Arizona State this year. Can't believe we're going to take the ter- territorial cut back for five years. And then ASU says, nah, not this time. Hashtag no pity for the kitty. And they win a sixth straight year because they have that confidence in themselves. Who knows? Maybe you do upset a USC or Washington, or maybe one of the other Pac-12 teams gets ranked down the road like Wazoo or maybe Oregon State. There are plenty of opportunities left on this schedule for you to come out. UCLA could also be up there to shock the world. And the way you do that is by building confidence in your team, showing that morale, showing the grit 
and the toughness and the determination to not roll over on your back and not give up on any game or any plays or anything moving forward. Iguano is preaching that. Iguano has these kids believing. Okay, that's so huge. That is so, so huge for your team and your program. When you are facing everything that ASU is going through, you have the violations from the COVID-19 recruiting protocols. You have the ungodly amount of transfers. You have the firing of your head coach three games into the year. This Sun Devils team is going through the ringer in 2022. And you know what? Sean Aguano stepped in as the interim head coach, and these kids say we're not done yet. Look, they seriously might not win another game this year. Truly could go 1-11, lose 11 straight. But this is not a team that looks like it's going to give up. This looks like a team that is determined to stun people. If you think they're going to L.A. this weekend with the mentality of we're going to lose by 40, you're wrong. Are they? Probably. But they're not going in with that mentality. They're thinking upset. You think they're going to come home against Washington if they do have a big loss to USC? And think they're going to lose a third or third straight Pac-12 game against a ranked team? No. They're going to bring on the challenge. They're going to say, yeah, we want this. We want the smoke. Do you think they're going to look at the rest of the Pac-12? Who's going to be way ahead of them in the standings? Oregon State is going to be bowl eligible this year. UCLA is going to be bowl eligible this year. Wazoo is going to be bowl eligible this year. Do you think ASU is going to go into those games and worry about the fact that it's better competition? And that those teams are just built better and coach better? No. Not the way they're talking. Obviously, talk is cheap. You got to prove it to me. But they're saying all the right things. And the way they carried themselves in those press conferences. Yes, of course they're sad. They just lost a football game. Of course they're not going to be all smiles and cheers and everything. But man, I'll tell you what. Those kids, they did not seem rattled. They said, scrape our scrape off our knees. We're back up. We're ready for the next game. And you love to see it. And I would love to see that continue to improve for this Arizona State Sun Devils team moving forward. That is all the time I have today for this edition of the podcast. So thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in. You can check us out wherever you get your platforms for free, including YouTube. You know, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. Follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And stick around until next time. You keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.